Eva, and I'm here with another episode of Currently Binging, the podcast about all things TV and movies. If you're listening for the first time, welcome. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to my voice on. Also, make sure you take an extra few seconds to rate and comment. All greatly appreciate it. So, if you clicked on this, then that means that you want to hear what I have to say about <laughs> One of Us is Lion Season 2. Um, but before you get into it, I do want to do like a quick, like, um, it's not really like newsy, but like some updates <laughs> on some things. So as far as what's coming up of what I will be discussing, uh, we, I am still contemplating if I'm going to discuss the season of Handmaid's Tale, cause me and June, <laughs> we, we, we got some beef and I feel like the last time I talked about, uh, handmaid's tell I it was very much so um I was trying not to be so critical but like it's so hard because June is just a very frustrating character but this season has been very interesting and we have one more season after this so I am I'm still contemplating we shall see I did just watch um all of tell me lies and y'all we are discussing it and I'm probably going to be discussing it with a large glass of wine because, oh my gosh, when I say that, I got notes. I got notes. So <laughs> be prepared for that because, OMG, uh, what else? House of the Dragon, which ended, we are, I'm not going to discuss that on the podcast unless you all, enough people are like, oh, can you please talk about it? Um, just because I didn't really talk about Game of Thrones. I think I did do... Um, one episode on like Game of Thrones overall um, but House of Dragon I enjoyed it but like I don't know I don't know if I want to talk about it so <laughs> we're most likely not going to um, and then as far as movies coming up we have Black Panther which comes out next week so we of course will be discussing that Black Adam I still need to go see that so it's probably gonna be delayed but I will see it it, it will pop up on here at some point um and then randomly not really something of what I'm going to be speaking of but because the show um Heartstopper and One of Us is Lying is pretty much the same demographic <laughs> then I do want to talk about this because by the time season two comes I mean I'm still probably going to talk about it but I might forget to talk about it so I saw an article where they were saying um like Kit Connor came out as bisexual but like he pretty much put out a tweet and was like he felt pressured to come out because of the fans of the show which is so horrible like do y'all really go and watch these shows and then go and harass these very young actors on social media to get them to do what you want them to do like the kid just turned 18 I think or something like that and I'm assuming it's probably a mix of like kids and like grown adults because who knows it's the internet going and harassing this this kid like oh you need to come out or oh we think you this or like trying to force something on him and he's not ready to like come out and say like oh this is what I am or this is what my sexuality is and also like why is it anyone's business what his sexuality is like it's not so I just thought it was very disheartening to see like that be a um, news article out there and even more disheartening. I mean, stay of the world, not really surprising if I think about it, but still disheartening to see that people are actually out here pretty much bullying kids on like grown adults bullying kids on the internet. Um, so that happened. And yeah, I just want to talk about it really quick because I was just like, I can't believe that people are, are out here going in like pressuring these actors to be what they want them to be it's like you need to there there is a clear line and I know it's hard in today's world for people to tell the distinction between what's real and what's false what's um truth and what's a fact and what's a lie but like these actors are playing characters and like they are separate from the character that they play and we do not have um what's the word we do not have, uh, oh my gosh, I don't know why I want to say ownership, but that's not the word that I want to use. Like, we don't have the right to force them 
to let us in on their private lives. So that's all I wanted to say. I meant to say, if you didn't want to hear any of these updates, you can skip through. But like, honestly, it was going to be that long. long. So let's get into it. One of us is lying. There are going to be spoilers. These are just my thoughts. So here we go. <laughs> so season two of One of Us is lying. <laughs> oh my gosh, I cracked myself up. <laughs> so this um, show, I did discuss season one. If you do want to hear my thoughts on that then you can go back and check out what I had to say about season one. But essentially this is based loosely kind of, I talk about it in season one, but it's based on um, a set of books, actually. Uh, I And I read both books. The first book was called One of Us is Lying. And the second one was called One of Us is Next. I believe where we left off. And the series is by um, Karen M. McManus. But I believe where I left off on season one. So how we ended things. And like this is kind of book spoilers. I know people get a little upset about that. But like I told y'all there's spoilers for anything related to the show. Including books. Um, but I think I remember saying season one was for the most part. Like the book there were some changes. Which you know you all know I love um, book to screen adaptations. I love when... Um, there is freedom from the author to let them turn into a TV show or a movie and not be so like restricted to what the actual um, text is. But the first book, One of Us is Lying, is based on the core, the group of, I think they call them the Bayview, the Bayview Five or Bayview Four. <laughs> There's five of them, but I think it was just Bayview Four. Um, so Bronwyn, Nate, uh, Addie Cooper, and then you throw in like Janae towards the end, so that's why it could be like the baby five, but they call it baby four. Um, and also, I believe Janae's in a, a gray below them, but that was the first book. Then the second book was around, um, like those characters were there, like in the very, very background, you didn't really hear much from them, but um, it was really mostly around Maeve, and so like there was a copycat of Simon. Um, so someone posting, like, Simon Says messages to now the kids in Maeve's grade, grade. And I said when we ended season one, because we ended season one with the, with all the, the core crew getting texts from Simon saying, like, I know what you did because how we ended things, which was different from the book, is that Jake ends up dying. We don't really know who shot him. There's, like, a big... Uh, scuffle in the woods um, a shot goes off Jake is dead the kids like bury him and so that's kind of what this whole second season season is around is them trying to keep this a secret um, so now second season we went completely departed <laughs> from the second book so there's not really much as far as the book to um, reference in the second season I will say there was one scene the scene where um the girl who showed up, what was her name? I don't think I wrote her name down. I get in the habit of writing everyone's names down so I don't forget it. But I think her name is probably up further in my notes and out of my takeaways. So I can't grab it. No, Giselle. Giselle. There we go. <laughs> um, Giselle, her death scene, it seemed very similar to one of the death scenes in the second book. Just in the, in the way that it was at a, like a site that was under construction, um, people shouldn't really been up there, and like that's how and like someone ended up dying there. So that was like the only similarity that I could remember from the book. Granted, it's been a minute since I've read these books. Apparently, there's a third book coming out which I didn't even know about. Um, so I don't I don't know what that would be based on or if it would like pull from the series. Who knows? But. This whole second season, I was just like, oh my gosh, everyone, if you want to talk about people who are getting on my nerves, Maeve was probably number one on my list, <laughs> followed by like everyone else. So when we find out, and I have, I'm like trying to think of how to do this. There were eight episodes all together. I have notes literally on every single episode. Um, we picked up right where we left off with the kids getting the text about everyone knowing about um, this person knowing that they killed Jake. Uh, and so what the kids did was they tried to cover it up 
and make it seem like Jake ran away to Mexico, which is all fine and dandy because we're coming to this thinking like either they bury the body, um, which was like they probably would have been caught trying to bury the body or they got rid of the body like something. But when we find out, and I believe it was Janae and Nate who were in charge of getting rid of the body, that they put his body in Janae's on Janae's parents' yacht in the freezer. When I say that I literally screamed at the screen, it was like, are y'all really serious right now? Like, y'all want to get caught. <laughs> y'all want to go to jail. Like, I don't even understand. Why would you? Granted, they're like, oh, the yacht's on the harbor or whatever. There's a lot of foot traffic. Like, people can always see you. Um, but, like, by the time that they actually get rid of Jake's body, I also feel like, I mean, it's a show, but the fact that Jake's body even surfaced, resurfaced that quickly was not even, um, I don't, I feel like not really, like, feasible. Like, in the real world, it will take forever for the body to even resurface, even if, if it even resurfaced, because they dropped it in the in the ocean. It wasn't like a lake. Like, they dropped it in the ocean. Like, they drove out a good little while. Had it in the thing. I don't know if... I don't think it was weighed down. But, like, they had it covered up. And then they dropped it in the ocean. So, the fact that it, like, washed up somewhere that quickly. I don't know. Doesn't seem realistic to me. But, anyway. That's neither here nor there. So, they have this copycat Simon. Who, essentially come to find out we're going to you guys you all know we do a lot of jumping around here so and we don't do like a whole like recap so you're just going to roll with me um but we come to find out that Fiona Fiona was always an interesting character because she was inserted in a way where you knew that they were trying they were trying to create some chemistry between her and Nate but she just always seemed off a little bit in every situation and also if you think about the things that Simon made the kids do like Nate kissing Fiona why would why would Simon ask him to do that like that doesn't even make sense the um things that Bronwyn had to do seemed a little harsher than the rest of the kids because you know Fiona like had designs for had designs for <laughs> had her eyes on Nate um in a way even though kind of we we soon learn by the end of it that like her true who she thought was her true love was Jake even though we know Jake is an asshole and did not love anyone but himself or have his own interests at heart we also find out that and this is why we're talking about Fiona because we need to talk about Simon who Simon is in this season so Fiona is Simon in the season and we find out, because we flash back to some of the earlier scenes from season one where the kids are being told to do things by Simon, but Simon is really dead. And we thought that it was just Jake who was doing it, but like it was always kind of like, is Jake really smart enough to really do this? But no, it was Jake with Fiona, and Fiona was more the tech mind behind it, which I thought that was interesting to like try to like create those connections to make it all like make sense as far as like oh where'd this crazy person come from and then all of a sudden they're like super invested so it was kind of trying to build up not only did um Fiona know Jake and come and become close to Jake while they were both at Wild Awakenings and like they shared their secrets with each other um which Fiona's wasn't really a secret because she stabbed her uh teacher or something like that she stabbed somebody that's why she was there and then um Jake's secret we still never really find out what his secret is but we know his brother who we get introduced to uh this season which his brother's name is it's not Chris because Chris was um Coop's boyfriend on again off again Cole his brother Cole who also like it's like, what's going on in that family and the household that both both the kids got a little bit of an issue going on where they probably need some help. Also, them slightly trying to make it seem like Principal Gupta is involved in all of this, which, I mean, she was coming off a little bit um, guilty or suspect in a way 
just because she kept trying to send all the kids to the specific school, which we come to find out, like, I don't know. I feel like there's more there. Like, is she getting the kickback or something? We also find out she's writing a novel based on these kids' lives, which is like, that seems like a conflict of interest to me, <laughs> if I do say so myself. But, you know, who am I? <laughs> but uh, it was good for them to layer in those connections so that we could see on screen why Fiona may be so heavily invested in um, Jake. Because if they hadn't given us those like flashback scenes or that like backstory, then I feel like it would have been, it would have been hard to, or it would have been hard to convince us that like she was really this into him. But it made sense because like she did, not only did she kind of like fall quickly for Jake and then be like, oh, I now need to avenge his death because I saw, I know that they have something to do with it. But like you even kind of see the same pattern a little bit with, um, Nate and like how quickly she was like enthralled with him so Fiona Simon but we have Vanessa Vanessa is an interesting character because she's just kind of like the character that's there to be loud <laughs> and kind of cause like chaos throughout the um the show and you know that's what she's supposed to do but I think when it becomes I like the scene when they are, they kidnap her because she's about to go on TV and do her interview because she's found the license plate like she, and I was like, I mean, I guess, because I kind of block, kind of like forgot everything that happened in season one, but I was like, was, was she really that close to Jake to the point where like she would be this persistent and like trying to avenge his death? But I guess it makes sense. Even if you look at like her relationship with Cole seemed like she's, been like all these kids have been in each other's lives pretty much all their lives um but like it just seems like she's been ingrained with that family for a while but um and then her getting together with um what was the kid's name Evan and although it was like okay whatever like it's a it's a it's this is the type of show where it's like everyone's gonna eventually end up with everyone <laughs> So, like, it's not even really that, but it's, like, the fact that we had to use him to be able to be the one to give her the nuggets to be, like, oh, but you could be, you're smarter than, than this. You should apply yourself. So, like, she's not constantly being, like, this slightly not-all-there character, kind of dumb, no one takes seriously, and they blatantly were calling that out all season. And so it took him being, like, oh, you can do this, and even, like, the reporter, um, in a way that... um she ends up giving the evidence that she found too. But when they kidnapped her and they took her back to the lake house, I have to say my favorite like non-main character is Chris because every time he show up on screen, he's going to tell you exactly how he feels and he is not going to apologize for it. And I adore that because it's always right and it's always it's always right. It's always on time and it's always authentic and I just love it. So when they are at the lake house and she's still at the point where she's like not really trusting them. She thinks that they murdered Jake, which I mean, she's not far off there for being completely honest, but she's like, you all have killed him. Now you're going to kill me. Like she doesn't really believe them about them not being Simon because she's started getting texts from Simon, which we know is Fiona. And so let me go to my notes from that episode. <laughs> Simon says timeout. This is episode seven. I think that this was like the best, the best episode because they were stuck at this house. Um, no one could talk because they were just all screaming at the same time. Um, I literally wrote as a note, like the scene when they're in the kitchen and like everyone's just yelling and you can't even hear, like that frustrates me. Like real talk, not even talk about just TV in general, when so many people are talking at the same time and you can't hear one person, like I, oh, it irritates me so much that I'm the one to be like, okay, everyone shut up <laughs> one person talk because it just, I don't know, it just makes, oh, I can just feel my blood going, but. I literally wrote as a note, this kitchen yelling scene is too much. So when Chris was like, 
uh-uh-uh-uh-uh. And pretty much told them, shut up and go to bed. <laughs> I say? I was like, thank you. Yes. Tell him to go to bed because, like, it's too much. And then he had his, like, restorative circle the next morning. I was like, you better be the voice of reason and keep these kids in check. Because, like, a lot of times with these shows, um, especially, like, these young adult shows, it's just a bunch of kids going rogue with no adult supervision or, like, no one who's, like, older with the voice of reason. And I think the thing that's great here is that all these kids are in high school, but Chris is older than them. He's in college. He's a little more mature, so he can be that mature voice of reason. And because he's older than them, um, I felt like there's a, a little bit more respect that the kids have for him versus the, them having for each other. And so I think it's great that he can come in and like be that kind of like mature voice in all of the um, immaturity and chaos and help like get them back on track. Because once he had that circle and they, they actually could sit and talk and listen to each other. And when I say, sometimes people just need to be quiet and listen. When they could finally sit and listen to each other, then they were like, okay. Then it felt like, okay, we got a plan. We can figure this out. We're all on the same page versus like everyone trying to do, go on their, go on their own. Now, one who went on their own and who deserved all the blowback that she got um, by the end of it is Maeve. Maeve is a frustrating character. I think I said at one point that she was insufferable. I think it was the same um, episode. And I think I probably said similar things the first season. Maeve was not this irritating in the book. <laughs> but in the show, oh my gosh, it's so frustrating when she shows, like she does not listen. She's very strong. Like when you talk about someone who don't listen, she don't listen very headstrong. She thinks she's the smartest person in the room. Both her and Bronwyn kind of got the same thing going on. They are, they are sisters, if we didn't think about it. But, like, Maeve just thinks she knows everything, thinks her ideas are the best, and she is the youngest of, like, everyone um, in the group. So there is, like, they're all immature in their own ways, but, like, there's even, even more immaturity when we're talking about Maeve and so the fact that like she just doesn't listen she's always like they tell her don't come she shows up they tell her do this she does the opposite like it's like complete child behavior <laughs> and I don't know if it's because like I'm grown AF and I watch these shows and I watch a lot of them but like those types of characters just really 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 grind my gears really grind my gears so <laughs> the fact that and I thought it was smart to use her because, like, because she is so insufferable. There's always this thought in the back of your mind with those types of characters, like, they're involved in some way in all the mess that's going on. Like, there's just no way that they're not involved. So the fact that they used her um, when it was just her and uh, Addie and then they're on the yacht. And then, um, what's her name? Fiona shows up on the yacht and then it seems like freaking Maeve has been working with Fiona the whole time and is like setting, throwing um, Addie under the bus, but then she like really did that so that they could get her fingerprints or whatever she did it for. But like either way, <laughs> like that makes sense of like kind of how that like, cause you're like, there's no way Maeve's little sister is really like the bad guy in all of this, especially considering we're now two seasons seasons in and she had nothing to do with the first season. And there's really isn't like a motive or a reason why she would want to hurt all the kids in the second season. But then also she does so many things that are just like that she has to be involved in the chaos in some way that it makes sense that she would insert herself into it in this way. Um, and I thought it was also interesting because when she had, when they had the moment when they were in the room and she was able to send a message back to Simon and then it was kind of like, it was never brought up again, but it was like, yeah, it makes sense if she was able to message Simon, then why wouldn't she continue to like use that line of communication without the kids not knowing? So the fact that, because what ends up happening, like they are able to catch Fiona, they are able to 
pin everything on Fiona as far as like Jake's death because you know the cops found the body I didn't really talk about Detective Wheeler I don't know why in all these uh, young adult shows that involve police or detectives like the detectives are just <laughs> horrible and <laughs> just like they don't follow the rules they are just like I don't even know the fact that you just pop up everywhere and try to talk to the kids without their parents and y'all know I'm like whenever I have my kids and if ever they find themselves in trouble which we pray that will not be the case like we're claiming that right now that that will not be the case but like in any case like you should be telling your kids they should not talk to any person and authority without you present because like that that's just the gateway for them to easily be manipulated into saying something that they shouldn't say or something being interpreted in a way that um it doesn't need to be interpreted or in a way that can put them um in a bad predicament so like no if ever a kid finds himself a kid being under 18 because once you're 18 then like they can talk to you without <laughs> without your parent there but like if you are under 18 you find yourself in a situation where you're talking to someone of authority. I don't even care if it's like a teacher or like a principal, like you're fighting at school or something. Like, I just would not, like your parent need to be, your parent or parents need to be there um, because they will be able to help navigate the conversation so that you don't put yourself in a way worse situation. So either way, that's all I have to say about Detective Wheeler because like, and then also the fact that these cops never are able to do their jobs and they have the kids are always the ones out here solving the crimes for them even though in this case the kids did the crime but like also the fact that they were able to convincingly blackmail or like pin uh Jake's murder on Fiona and weren't that many questions asked about it <laughs> it's just like the incompetence is so high I can't believe it but then also the fact that Cole, because like we didn't really talk about Cole, but Cole, I say he's a little like Cole, Jake come from the same family, both a little bit off. He was a little bit off and he seemed like he was involved in everything that was going on this season, even though like he really was and he really was just trying to find out what's going on with his brother. But like the fact that Fiona's in jail and she still has an open line of communication to Cole, which makes me question. I just feel like there's more there that we hopefully find out in a potential season three because like I just have a lot of, I have I have so many questions about Cole that just were not answered but like she calls him there and it's like I know they didn't do it or like I am not the one who killed your brother da, da, da. like I know his secrets and Cole literally had her taken out in jail because she knew Cole she knew Jake's secret which we still do not know what that secret is like what did he do to end up in um what is it called wild awakenings like we still don't know so <laughs> there's that of course we have like the back and back so Cole is still out there he had, like he's out there so he could potentially be like our villain in season three in a potential season three we don't know um but of course we have the back and forth between Nate and Bronwyn Bronwyn very smart very driven girl but like as far as personal decisions as far as like friendships relationships all of that because she's so goal focused and I think it took her losing the opportunities that she was like like she's one of those like five-year plan 10-year plan 15 20 like one of those types of people so I think once the plan started to dissolve then and also going through all the chaos that they went through um I think it helped her um open up a little a little bit more and let Nate in because like that whole back and forth thing was just like unnecessary and her being like I don't know they're also kids too and you all know how I feel about the these like high school relationships but um I don't know it was interesting but like essentially by the end of it and we didn't there's so much that's happening like we didn't even get the, we didn't even actually we got some time so I'm like I'm gonna talk about um I'm talk about Addie because we need to talk about Addie seeing Jake. We need to talk about Janae and Maeve, and then we need to talk about um, 
freaking Cooper as well. So yeah, we're going to get to those things. This is going to be longer than 30 minutes. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but, <laughs> so we see them like eventually end up together and it kind of ties into like the last thing we see because he gives her a necklace, Nate does. And then the very final scene, and we'll come back to this when we talk about like, what does the future look like for the show? Um, but in the very last scene, uh, it is graduation night. I actually wrote it down so I wouldn't forget it. Um, it's essentially graduation because we're going into some summer. Wait, no, this is the, these are the, this is the kids last year. And so they're preparing to graduate. Um, and so the last thing we see is the graduation signs up in the school, crime tape being, um, put up or crime scene tape being put up, um, broken glass. We see some blood and then we see, it looks like a, a murder scene. We see a bloody trophy, a pool of blood, and then Bronwyn stay necklace. Thank you, Eva, for taking very detailed notes so that you will remember this. <laughs> And the last scene. So we're going to we're gonna hold there. We're going to come back to it. Um, let's talk about Addie. Addie struggled a lot this season. We find out that she's the one who actually pulled the trigger because there was a tussle between her, between um, Jake and um, Cooper. And then like the gun fell and then... Addie, Addie picked the gun up and then Jake's like, oh, you're not going to shoot me and went to run at her and then she shot him. So she, we know she's the one who pulled the trigger. And if you kill someone, I mean, I've never killed anyone, but like, I'm assuming like if you take someone's life, like you struggle with that. And so the fact that the kids knew, and this is why it's always like, you, you need like some type of like adult there to be like, oh, maybe you need to get some therapy or some counseling. You know, they may not know like, what do they need counseling for? But, like her mom, and I said this in the first season, her mom is just not like a good, uh, I don't want to say not a good mom. She's not a, an um, aware mom. Like she's very much like about appearances. And we do see her like come step in and step up for Addie in some ways this season, but it's still very much like, it, it's just weird the the things that she decided to, decides to step up for her on. Cause I believe it was last season where she, she was very much like a proponent of Addie and Jake's relationship. Like she didn't, she thought that they should be together. Um, Jake comes from a nice family, like all this stuff, even though Jake was like abusive. Um, in in many ways towards Addie and like it's just like this whole like appearance thing and even the stuff that was going on with the police in the first season when they were investigating Simon's um death and the kids were suspects and like her not being aware or like being a parent in that way to be like oh no you can't question my child like this or like all that stuff I don't know it's just, her mom's a little off so like we're not expecting her to be like oh there's something wrong with my daughter um I need to get her help but Addie clearly was struggling all season like her appearance changed she looked sad all the time although the scene where Simon made her put on the um like the widower's outfit I was like okay what is going on like like oh my gosh some of the stuff they made that uh Piona made them kids do I was just like oh my gosh <laughs> uh, she was taking drugs like her friends pretty much like the friends that she had on the cheerleading squads like Vanessa even Keely in a way um were like very much like not as in sync with her as they had been previously um, and so she starts seeing Jake in her in her subconscious, which once I saw that, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be like season two of um, 13 Reasons Why. I hated that when they did that when um, I can't remember her name at the moment. But when she came back as like in, um, oh, my gosh, where are these kids names? It's been a while since I've watched this. So I can't remember their names. But, you know, the main uh character now I gotta google it because it's gonna it's gonna bother me for forever but like when she shows up 
and is in his like subconscious. Let's see. Clay. So Hannah, there we go. Hannah Baker. When Hannah shows up as as Clay's like subconscious. I hated that. You can go and listen to my thoughts on that from season two of 13 Reasons Why. But like, I was like, oh my gosh, is this what it's going to be? But it actually wasn't bad. I wasn't like, oh my gosh. Because it wasn't, it wasn't like he was always there, like making decisions for, um, what's her name? Addie. It was more so he would just pop up in those moments where she kind of had like doubt or whatever. But he wasn't like always, we didn't always see him. Uh, there so I don't know I thought that was interesting so that was that um and then what else did I say we need to talk about Maeve and Janae ends up finally being together um although Maeve was in self-promo this season but we also got a little more backstory because we've gotten backstory on all the kids actually um because like Bronwyn and Janae Bronwyn and Janae. Bronwyn and Maeve are sisters. We got a lot on them the first season. I feel like it was like the Nate and Bronwyn story mostly the first season. Uh, and Cooper story and Addie. I feel like it was kind of equal throughout all the kids. Or maybe I'm just uh, confusing it with the book. But I feel like it was kind of equal with all the kids. And Janae just kind of came in. We knew she was friends with Simon. And we got that. But we never really got like her family um, story. Because... We've gotten it for all the other kids. Like, we know their fam their home situation. And Janae, especially this season, was just a lot of, like, the kids were always at her place. Her parents are, like, out of town traveling. And so when her father does show up, when she ends up getting um, taken out of school, and just to see, like, that that um, dynamic and kind of be like, oh, okay, that makes sense. That's why Janae's that way. I appreciated that. You all know I love, I love to have more story around why the kids are the way that they are in these types of shows so like I think that made sense but like her and Maeve it was it was it, it was an interesting <laughs> relationship I thought it was cute I was glad they finally were like able to get to the point where they could be together but then like the way we ended because you know everyone's mad at Maeve for what she did because she did cause a lot of harm um, even though she was trying to help in her own way, she still caused harm. So like the kids are, have a reason to be upset and she's, she's just going to have to let them be upset for however long they want to be upset for, uh, Cooper, we need to talk about Cooper. So, um, him and Keely still really great friends, which I appreciate at least up until the point where like she finds out he's been lying to her. But like, I appreciate how much she supported him. Um, because like, she was his fake girlfriend um, for a while until he was ready to come out. And you all know, I like things like that when people can be like supportive and like support the people that they actually care about and genuinely be there for them. So I appreciate that. We know him and Chris. So Cooper told Chris what happened that night. So Chris knew. And he was like, I can't deal with this. Like, uh, no, I don't want to be a part of it. Like, we can't be together. Don't don't show up at my dorm. Like, we we don't got nothing to talk about. Um, but we know eventually, like, that goes away. They have a very fun night. Actually, I almost forgot to talk about this night. Uh, what episode was that? Um, it wasn't Simon Says. Oh, yes, yes. It was Simon Says Ho Ho Ho, episode five. So this is when all the kids were about to go and turn themselves in. And this was the night also that Maeve made the decision that she was going to um, say, essentially save the kids and work with Simon, a.k.a. Fiona. And so um, they were like, we're just all going to go out and... Uh, also, I forgot Cole, going back to Cole, because I see this now for episode five, when Nate and Bronwyn were like trying to get into Cole's car and he finds them in the garage and like him and Nate, I think started fighting or something like that. And then Bronwyn jumped in or something and Cole really lurched at her. Like he was about to like fight her. And I was like, was he really about to attack her? Like that was really about to happen. That just speaks even more so to how like in troubled Cole is and why I think he's going to pop up in a potential season three. But anyway, so like they were all like, oh, we're going to turn ourselves in at midnight. So, um, 
and they all vote on this. Maeve doesn't get a vote. I said rightfully so. <laughs> I was done with Maeve by this point. <laughs> but um, she essentially, so they all decided like, oh, we're going to go do like these fun things. So they go skinny dipping. Um, the core four is O'Bronwyn, Addie, Cooper, and um, I was supposed to say Chris. And they also, I didn't talk about how like, much I appreciate the friendship between Addie and Cooper and like also did I miss how how close of friends that they were because like there were moments where like you could tell they clearly care about each other like on like a friend level like genuinely and I appreciated seeing that there were just little nuggets all the way through the show um, but so they do that and then Brown's like oh I've never done karaoke da, da, da. so they go and do karaoke and like Nate is all here for it um they also overheard Bronwyn or Nate says he overheard Bronwyn like talked about how she didn't she was going to go to jail as a virgin um and she wanted to have sex with uh Nate so I believe they do that as well Nate and um Bronwyn because they go they like separate so they go off and like they have sex and then Coop, Addie, and Janae they uh go to I can't remember I think um Cooper calls Chris and he's like oh I'm at a queer warehouse party <laughs> they go so Coop, Addie, and Janae also I realize I call Cooper Coop and I have him in my notes as Coop. And they, I rarely hear anyone call him Coop. I always hear them call him Cooper. But in the book, they called him Coop. So it's hard for me to be like, Cooper, Cooper. But anyway, so if I say Coop, I'm talking about Cooper. Um, so him, Addie, Janae, they go to the Queer Warehouse party. Have the time of their lives. That's when Janae is like, you know what? I don't know what my gender is. It was very like nonchalant. Like they just, it was just in her. I was like, okay, y'all with the subtlety. I'm, I'm good for, I'm good with it. Um, and she's like, I need to, I don't know. I need to figure out my gender. Maybe I'm fluid. Maybe I'm non-binary. I'm like, okay, Janae, you do you. And she said that her pronouns were they, she, he. It felt kind of weird the way that it was in, it was inserted there. Cause it was just kind of like, oh, okay. And then it kind of like, we didn't talk about it again so I don't know but I'm here for it so do you um and then so I thought that was a fun party but also we got to see at least between Cooper and his dad because we know like he comes from a single um parent home uh he essentially his baseball career is like his ticket to get his family to a better place and like his father depends on it like he's one of them hardcore sports dads and he's like this is like this is everything we're working towards there's a lot of pressure on Cooper and so um we see him because like Cooper came out last season and so his father is kind of like oh there's a way to use that to like get him back because like everything that happened um in the first season and then like all the stuff that was going on around like Jake's death like that was negatively starting to impact his um prospects for like college and stuff like that because like you, you want to go to college and you want to get into the major leagues and so um he was like trying to use like his relationship with Chris as a way to like positively put um, Cooper out there and like a great light but also we see that night before he left because Cooper thought that he they were all turning themselves in he wrote that note to his dad we don't we don't see what the note says but um he ends up when they don't because TJ ends up taking going to jail because they make it seem like they as in Fiona uh, makes it seem like he has something to do with um Giselle's death and so he ends up going to jail and so the kids decide like oh wait no we can't go to jail we need to figure out who Simon is otherwise people are going to continue to get hurt and so um I thought that was interesting and then we kind of see that dynamic because at the end of everything so now we're going to go to the to what happened at the end talk about a potential season three so how we end everything I talked about the final season the final scene where um we have like the crime scene, but like before that, why all the kids are mad at Maeve is because a lot of them got very badly injured <laughs> because the plan that they had agreed on wasn't the plan that ended up happening because Maeve changed the plan. 
uh, on her own and didn't include anyone in it. So Bronwyn ends up getting stabbed in the chest by Fiona. So she's in the hospital. Um, Cooper was on the yacht with, um, or he went to the yacht to try to save Addie. And he ends up getting, uh, I think because uh, Fiona lights the yacht on fire. And so he ends up getting injured and like his pitching arm gets damaged. And so like that's a scene at the end where like his dad is saying like, oh, they don't know if you'll be able to get like your speed back as far as like for how you um, pitch. But he also like, I think if I'm remembering correctly, because I don't think I wrote this down, but I believe he was about to bring up the letter. But then he doesn't because they get interrupted or something like that. Yeah, I think they get interrupted because Chris shows up um, and his dad lets them have their moment but let's talk about a potential first before we do that I'm looking at my takeaways did I miss anything oh I say this is a random thought random Eva thought is it realistic that almost all the kids are only are are an only child except Bronwyn and I didn't think about that until like the very end because I'm pretty sure Unless, I'm, I don't know why I remember Cooper having a brother. I'm pretty sure he had a brother in the book. I feel like I remember seeing a brother in season one, but I don't remember seeing a brother this season. But like everyone else, only, only child. And then I said, <laughs> this was like in relation to Cole having Fiona taken out in jail and then potentially having something to do with the crime scene that we see at the end. But I put the extent rich influential people will go through to bury their secrets. And that's true. That's like, that's for real in like real life today. <laughs> like that's accurate. So potential season three. So I keep saying potential season three because we don't know if season three has been renewed. Peacock is also has a weird timeline of telling us when things are renewed or not. Um, I think it makes sense to renew for at least one more season and then wrap it up because we were left on such a big cliffhanger. It's hard to tell with Peacock what will or won't be renewed just because I'm not sure like what the, um, like the statistics, the statistics of the platform are, like how many people actually watch Peacock. Um, is it a big audience? Like, how do they make their decisions? Because if you put Peacock up against all the other streaming platforms that we have, like, it's probably not in anyone's top five. It's probably lower lower on the list. Um, when I think about other shows that I've watched, as far as, like, Peacock originals, we have uh, Saved by the Bell, which we know they did two seasons, and then they canceled it. Um, we have Bel Air, which Bel Air was immediately renewed for season two. So we know we at least are getting a second season of it. Um, and then everything else I think that I've watched. Oh, we had that one with um, freaking, oh my gosh, I can't remember her name. I didn't talk about it on the podcast. But it was like, she was a wolf or something. <laughs> I can't remember I don't even know if that show is renewed. It was very weird. <laughs> very, that's why I didn't talk about it. But, um, oh my gosh, what was that show called? Oh, it's going to come to me um, in a minute. But we had that show, which I don't know if that got um, a season two. And Josh got, that's who was in that one. Actually, let's see if it will show me. I don't think it's going to show me it. Uh, quickly but that show and it was him and I can't I she's redhead I don't know why I can't I love I love Fisher is that her name I feel like that that seems like that should be her. wolf like me that's what the show is called um and it has yeah I love Fisher okay look at that my my memory actually works so that show I don't even know if it got a second season but it was very weird and then everything else that I've watched that's an original on Peacock have been movies um so like it's hard for me to gauge like where we can go with this because I don't really have a lot to compare it to but I do know that there are, are originals on Peacock that have gone longer than like two seasons unless I'm making that up but 
compared to the first season, like the first season, all of the like news stories as in, as far as like people talking about the show was very, very minimal. And I believe I commented on it um, in the first season. But compared to the second season, I feel like there was way more um, articles around the show. Um, it seemed like more people were interested in like what was going on in a show and the characters and even like a lot of like exit interviews and I say exit interviews as far as like interviews with the cast on like oh the final scenes um the uh person who plays Bronwyn I know she has an interview where she talks about like oh what does this mean for Bronwyn and stuff like that so it just seems like there's a little bit more like awareness of the show this season compared to the first season which gives me hope um, and I also enjoy the fact that like, they're like eight episodes and done and they get the story in there. Um, and it's very interesting. Like there are a ton of these shows like this. Um, but I think the thing that I liked about the second season, even though it was a lot of crazy stuff that happened and a lot of stuff where I was like, oh my gosh, these kids, I cannot, but I don't know. I just love like the dynamic between the kids and how they're able to like keep that dynamic. Cause you know, I love I love me some group moments, some friend moments. Like those are the things that I love, but they're able to like weave that throughout the entire show. And it always feels like all the kids are together in some way. Whereas in some shows you have those moments where it's like, you're just waiting for them to get to the point where all the kids work together. And you never really feel like that here. Like it feels like they're always working together from the beginning through to the end. And so it makes you just care about um, the outcome more. So I don't know. I think um, I wouldn't mind seeing a season three. I do want to see, see a season three because we were left on such a big cliffhanger and I need to know what happened. Um, but I'm fine with us getting a season three and then ending it because like it's only so so much more that you can drag this out. And like also not sure, but probably is there like another Simon copycat? Like what's the deal here? Um, there's clearly some things we need to wrap up because there's still a secret that's out there around Jake. Cole is still out there having people killed. So like, and I think there's still some question marks around him in general. So I think there are still some things to answer um, that will hopefully hopefully lead to how we end up with this crime scene that we have and get us some answers there. So I think there's enough for like a one more eight episode season. Um, and I want to see it. So Peacock, if you're listening, please renew the show for season three. Do not cancel it. Cause I know y'all not afraid to cancel something on the cliffhanger cause you did that for Saved by the Bell and I felt some type of way. Um, but yeah, so that is all I have on One of Us is Lion. I want to know what you all thought about season two. Do you want to see season three? What do you want to see in season three? What do you think happened? Who died? Is anyone dead? Is Brown one Okay. Let me know all the things and I will talk to you all in the next episode. That's the end of the episode. Thanks for sticking through it to the end. Be sure to follow me on all the social media platforms at currentlybenjing on Instagram and at currentbenjing Twitter. Also, hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on and I'll talk to you in the next one.